listen to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. From here wrong, I'm listening to her wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the work together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking back up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we ventured back into the studio for episode 408. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Yes, sir, yes, sir. So what you been getting into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I got to see um, uh, the new Invincible, uh, yeah. but I was uh, mostly just playing um, Wrath of the Righteous, trying to get that true ending, or the slash the true, true ending that has been eluding me all these playthroughs. Nice, nice. Is uh, it's it's a difficult path to to get to. Oh, it is ridiculously involved. I don't think it's possible to do it without a guide. And even then, it's like it's got a bunch of really really specific things you need to do. Nice. Because it's like um, essentially like the Wrath of Righteous story that you're playing is if you if you don't take the steps to get to the true ending, you're not really playing the real game. Damn. <laughs> like you're playing the game, but you're not getting the real story essentially. Gotcha. Like, you got to do all this other shit. Essentially, the main character is a pawn in someone else's game to ascend to godhood until the main character proves themselves well enough to become an ally slash accomplice. Gotcha. And okay. by doing that, and that is that is a very, very involved process. Like, simply, uh, in an overview, you have to essentially... Um, <laughs> You have to find out what her main goal is while also remaining, like, sympathetic to her goal. You also have to um, decipher the ridiculously difficult magical text in order to actually, like, learn the ritual and shit, which is, like, I think it's, like, a a 34 will save and another, like, really, really high um, save. So depending on your character, you might not even have a character that's, like, statted to be able to do that and only the main (laughs) character can do it. So, and it's like, in order to even accomplish this, because, you know, it's a magical ritual to set to Godhood, so there's very, very specific things in order to do it. Like, there's a specific, um, you have to enter it between, you have to enter the, 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 the final boss dungeon between, I believe it is the 15th to the 18th of the third month of the year. Oh, shit. <laughs> you feel me? Like, if you miss, like, that tiny window... Like, your entire playthrough will be fucked because there's, like, no way... Like, the the the, the calendar progresses normally as you play, and you have about, I think, about two years, like a year and a half to two years for um uh, uh, for the entire story. But you don't need that much time, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, can, you, can, you can fuck off and not really pay attention to the timer. The only real specific thing is, like, that month... And like those three to four days of window of opportunity. I do like a a, a well implemented time mechanic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they can go as in depth with it as they want with something like Majora's Mask, or it could be something that's like usually aesthetic, but for some of the secrets, it could be a a reference point. You know? Yeah. That's, that's cool. It's it's like you don't need to do any of that to beat the yeah. game. You don't need to do any of that to enjoy the game. I didn't even find out about it until I'd beaten the game, and I was just like researching more about it like different builds and shit and i kind of happened to see a guide for the true ending i was like fuck do you mean the true ending what like you've been lied to this whole time you bro. feel me but nah they, they did a really good job like the 
the character that is, is attempting to ascend to godhood, like her story is super deep. Like she's low key the real main character. Nice. <laughs> kind of like in Elden Ring with Ronnie. Like you're doing all that stuff to yeah. become Elden Lord, only to find out like nah, Ronnie don't put a whole plan into bringing the 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 ages. What is it, the age of the stars or whatever? Yeah. But yeah, that's what's up, dude. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. Um, I've also checked out a couple of the new uh, subclasses because I did get the uh, uh, the new DLC, and some of them are pretty cool. I like that there, there's a new um, actual werewolf class, nice, or like like a were shifter that they introduced on uh, on top of the new shifter. And the, the I like that they actually made the assassin usable because before like um, the primary enemies in the games are demons and. Assassin's primary damage type is poison, and all demons are immune to poison. poison. And prior to this patch, there was no... You couldn't get the metamagic feat, which made um, things not be able to have uh, immunity, uh, immunity to, to your shit. Nice. So they did a lot of a lot of really, really cool changes. I haven't... There's just so much that I haven't really been able to check out all of them, but it, it's been content, pretty fun. Baby. Yeah, it's, it's so much, man. I haven't even... Bro, I haven't even finished the previous expansion, which story leads into this current expansion, so I'm hella behind. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. I'm I'm glad that these games uh, are so well supported. Like, uh, the Wrath of the Righteous series seems to have like a lot of updates. And yeah, then yeah. uh, these DLCs, um, they're paid. Yes, the, are, are the, they like uh, full size? Yes, in price. Um, no, no, no. The DLC was twelve dollars for okay. for this one. Um, I I think it's a little bit. It's cheaper with the season pass because you don't have to buy e- each one that they drop individually. Okay. But um, I think I got the season pass for the first season, which just included all of the the snowfall of DLCs that they dropped. That's what's up. So yeah, dude. Yeah, and CRPGs in particular are very expandable. Yeah. As long as you write your story well. Yeah, super cool. And and they also give you the really dope option too, like. Um, for the for both the DLCs, you could either import your character from completed game saves or just make someone new, hmm. and sort of just like use the use the settings to like make up your story or decide what happened. Yeah. From the new expansion point. Kind of fast forward you into the new content. Yeah. Nice. That's what's up. So, and and you know what that that does as well is, that especially once the game expands to a certain size. It might be become a little bit prohibitive for players to even experience some of that later expansion stuff if there's not a way to skip what what yep. comes before. Hundred percent, yeah. Like you can't play the new expansion unless you played like 150 hours yeah, worth of content. That is that could be prohibitive for some people's play schedule. Yeah. So that it, it is dope that they do that. You just hey, this is the overview. Pick which one of these options. Which what would you have done if you were there? See, those are the kind of gameplay uh, um, updates and quality of life updates that I appreciate from developers. You know what I mean? That's them creatively finding ways to get the mechanics of the game to feel better yep. for the user. You know what I mean? Like, I, I miss those days when those were the, like the mainstay of, of 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 developers' focus. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you could you see it a lot in um. And um, which uh, is it? Alcat. Yes, Alcat Games yeah. does that. Alcat is is really good about that, and I guess that's just a testament to you know that uh, triple I status. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. I would say that they're independent because they're not as big as some of their competitors, but they're definitely working on a on a very quality level. Yeah, it, it it's it's really nice to see when companies like really really honor their fan base, you know, because it it definitely seems like 
like um like a conversation they have a conversation with their player base like they're always dropping updates they're always dropping like some of the updates in this new patch is stuff that people have wanted from like the first iteration of the game when it first came out so it's nice to know that even after they've already finished their game and they've already made their money they're still thinking about like no because they're still thinking about the players because those updates uh, um, were implemented with the game even without the patch like un- even without the um the dlc the dlc only includes the new content and the subclasses all the other like quality of life changes bugs everything else that they made automatically a part of the game now that's what's up yeah man like good stuff like i'm i'm definitely looking forward to seeing um more crpgs get some Hell shine yeah. on them you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, the genre, it, it's got so many faithfuls that, you know what I mean? It was able to stay alive. And now that it's getting some some real, uh, you know, like, um, you know, first party uh, exposure, looking forward to it. And, and definitely Alcat is is poised to, to put out some good stuff. But yeah, um, on to Invincible. Yeah. Put out another banger episode. Really, really enjoying it, man. Um. So yeah, uh, this one we started out with, with the cliffhanger from last episode, which was Nolan was the one who had uh, summoned Mark to this planet. Which you know, if if you're if you're a follower of the graphic novel, you knew this was coming. But boy, oh boy, I I, I see a little bit of how they altered um, Nolan's personal growth um, for the show mm-hmm. because of uh, I think. Um, Originally in the graphic novel, he had uh, he was looking for a planet to subjugate and replacement for Earth. Yep. But this one seems like you know he started getting that feeling back. You know what I mean? He saved those those uh, um, uh, space those spacefarers on the precipice of that black hole, which that was dope. The man, yo, can you, I guess that was his form of suicide. Just let yourself drift into a black hole, my guy. Yeah. I do like the parallels between, like, him and Debbie that yes. the episode was putting through. Like, they're both, like, wandering aimlessly through life, like, the fuck do I do now? Bro, the, her struggle arc is never-ending, bro. Like, I, I, like they really—and and pretty much all of Debbie's stuff is new to the show. That wasn't in the graphic novel, so I, I feel like it's something that he—if had he the, the panels, he might have, have expounded on this more because— there's so much there, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's so much development in her character. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like that 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 was all that that was all happening. And um, then there's also Donald. Um, yeah, it's slowly. Well, man realizing, made the discovery today. Yeah, which I don't know what the uh, benefit of not telling the robot that they're a robot, <laughs> but um, yeah. It is funny because he stabbed himself. He saw red. He's like, "Whoo!" He looked at the knife. He's like, "Oh, oh shit!" Yeah, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, no. Um, maybe which, it was a paper knife. Well, I was thinking like maybe they gave you like some some ballistic skin or something. I mean, like sort of something protective, knowing that the job just got a lot more dangerous. But um, yeah, nah, he's probably a full on robot. Which um, yeah, De- Debbie is still thinking that he was a human at one point, which. I don't. I think he was a robot the whole time, right? Like, or was he a former agent that they made a r- robot replica of? I'm not I mean, sure. They they, they haven't stated, but yeah. I, I, 
I don't know. I based on how it's progressing, it would make more sense if he just turned human. I feel like that story beat would have more impact if it just happened. Whereas if this was like the second iteration of him being a robot, I, I don't think that would hit as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I do like the idea that like this is sort of brand new to him. Like, oh, you took my my like, especially when he was looking at that moment. And in his last moments, he was like, yo, it's been a, like you were doing your duty in the last moments, my nigga. So I feel like that has a lot more impact you know, now. And you're right. Like, At first, I had thought that he self-destructed, but when they showed the other angle, he pushed a button to, yeah. to explode the house. So yeah, he was probably a human, and this is uh, the first replacement of his mm -hmm. human. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, that's, that's a good soldier right there, son. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested to see what Cecil's motivations are, if it's um, purely like, you know, to keep his uh you know powerful soldier or his um his loyal right hand man <laughs> at um active or like, if it was out of friendship let's go back now nah, bro you wanted this you put it in your will that you do this damn <laughs> gaslight that nigga all the way to the bank cecil when you <laughs> signed up for employment bro you gave us that body that nigga you wanted this I, I was against this this whole time the only reason why i did it because you insisted you wanted to keep working for us Oh, man. I hope so, he doesn't do that. That would be really fucked up. Yo, that'd be crazy. But yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm interested because, you know, everyone has very interesting um, or, or much more deep uh, um, motivations than what's being displayed on the surface. So definitely hope that that gets exposited a bit on. But yeah, so we go back to, to Thyraxia. Is that am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, close enough. Close enough. But um, yeah, man, and he finds out Nolan... You know what I mean? When you get a hero's welcome, you get a hero's welcome, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and uh, he picked up a little, a little, uh, a side piece, which I was, I was. They, they had to go in on that panel where <laughs> Mark goes to meet his, I guess, stepmother at this point, and uh, his son, his father, is tonguing down that bug, that bug lady, like, like shit is hot. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was straight out of the, the, the graphic novel too, which. Mark had the same look on his face in the graphic novel, like what the. F <laughs> but oh like, yeah, nigga, you you kissing bugs now, nigga. And then the follow up, Nolan introduces his son, like yo, That's got funny. your half brother over here. That's funny, son. It, it was I found that uh, uh, moment superbly hilarious because I've been there before, <laughs> but it was just a little bit different, right? It was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He wasn't part your, your half brother wasn't purple, but he was definitely strange. <laughs> Feel me? But dad just showed up one day. Here's your half brother. Walked in to go talk to Aunt Simple. I'm like, is he? Is he? I mean, Aunt Audrey, I was like, is, is is he for real? Is he joking? Yeah. yeah turns out he was for real. Yeah, Mance wasn't playing, but um, yeah, and then and then he drops the big bomb, which I thought that um Mark was wild out, like, bro, you really going to try to fly home, bro? <laughs> Yo, I'm definitely like. <laughs> Once again, I just I, I've had those same vibes when you're mad at your parents or for something, and you're like, you know, fuck this, I'm gonna walk home. Like, yo, no. yo, come pick me up from school. Be like, nah, yo, I gotta walk now. Be like, you don't know if you could make that walk, bro. You better sit your ass down and wait. <laughs> yeah, I, mean? I remember but, like watching the, the the opening scene where they're doing the flashback of Nolan, and the only thing, the first thing that popped through my head, I was like, yo, these niggas is wild flying into outer space without instruments. I think it's so funny that oh, like um, I was thinking that the same media exact does thing. that shit. Because media is always like, yeah, just fly out into space, bro. You got this, nigga. If you're not Silver Surfer and have like a literal magical connection to the universe, nigga, <laughs> you feel me, like. Bro, you're not going to find a planet just by flying out into the darkness. Because that was the first thing I was thinking. I was like, if he ever wanted to go back to Earth, like, could he ever make it back? You know what I mean? Like, 
You'd have to land on a planet. I, I, it's so funny you said that because yeah. I had the exact He'd have to find a civilized planet that has star navigation, b- get his bearings, Facts, bro. and then leave from that point in the, the right trajectory. What the fuck is we talking about? These niggas just fly out. They flew out into the blackness. Oh, even, I got oh, this. Even though he did call Mark out when he tried to Yo, that was Yo, so funny. Navigation's never been your strong suit, Mark. Don't do this. This <laughs> nigga's get rude as shit. fuck. He's like, you'll never make it, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, bro. Relax. You're overreacting. You'll never make it. Uh, yeah, the the complete lack of Mark. faith was 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 classic. It's though. like you're overconfident right now, and I understand it's because you're upset. I'm gonna need you to dial it back. Kingdom Space is very big. Yo. And so, you know, I I definitely like felt the time crunch when they went straight from like, <laughs> all right, Mark, you're gonna do it. Good. They're here, like, oh no. Sign for some training, psych. Yeah. You know, training arc, bitch. Chill, bro. We we learned in the pit in the fire, bro. You feel me? And so, uh, yeah, they came down. Yo, let me tell you, man. That yo, those these are some of the most brutal fights animated. Yeah, hands down, bro. Yeah, and they're not even flashy. They are just genuinely brutal, bro. And like when when he impaled Lucan, I was like, oh man, yeah, he didn't go for the head. <laughs> he didn't go for that. But that's it. That's a go to Viltrumite move when fighting other Viltrumites. That's their only weak spot is their abdomen. Like you either take their head off or you disembowel them. Like that's yeah. the that's the go-to's when you when you gotta deal with a Viltrumite Yo, because no, no they lose is... their limbs all the time. You feel me? Them niggas stay losing limbs, getting disemboweled and just getting sewn back up. Like nah, put all them organs back together. I'm just as tough. Trust yep. that. <laughs> Yo, Nolan is tripping, bro. I'd have, I'd have been beheading niggas and tossing their heads into outer space, bro. Fuck that. No, I'm not taking no chances. Mm-mm. And um, especially because Nolan is like fourteen hundred years old, nigga, you should know better. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> double tap, son. You know what it is? Is I think Nolan is still kind of, I don't know, pro- probably not. But the way I try to rationalize it in my head canon is, is that he's still fighting those Viltrumite urges, and Viltrumites rarely kill Viltrumites because their numbers are so low. They purposely they go through that a whole bunch of times. Like, why do they like? Why would they leave Marco alive? Well, you know. They have a, a habit of trying to keep Viltrumites alive because they have very low birth rates. And so I'm assuming Nolan was not killing Lucan on purpose, hopefully, because you're right. It makes no sense. <laughs> Nolan is entirely too experienced with fighting, um, well, not even fighting other Viltrumites, because I don't think he's fought very many Viltrumites, but he knows his enemy well enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He knows their motivations. He knows their their um, dogmatism. And he knows their power. So I'd like to think that he 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 impaled them and left them there, maybe as a vestige of why uh of of you know that Viltrumite cultural pride. <laughs> I mean, he should have known better. He was straight up telling Mark, hey, you gotta kill these niggas, bro. Yeah, that's if what I'm saying. If you don't kill these niggas, they gonna kill us. Speaking of which, he kind of set himself up. Because he is right after that fight, he's like, Mark, Mark, you gotta get serious, you gotta get serious. Like, nigga, you the one who left them alive. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that was and and so, uh, homeboy with the glasses, bro, got Lol. his skull cracked. My nigga was trying to keep bro. his skull back together. And bro, shit. that was trying so to hold his tough. head back I was together. Like, Yo, my guy, no, <laughs> oh, shit. it's not putty, my nigga. Yo, and so uh, man, when Lucan was built beating up Mark, um, and he Mark him, he had Mark down the first time, and he just put his finger. Yo, on his that head. shit I was, was like, Yo. That was uh, that was fresh, dude. This this the power difference, man, and. The crazy part is, is like, Mark's letting people do this right now because he's mm-hmm. not as powerful as them, but he has way more power from than he's showing out. Because you see, once he gets motivated, which I guess 
watching him go through these brutalized fights really makes that turn around when Mark's got his footing. And he yeah. starts turning the fights back around. He's like, oh, it's going down. I do enjoy watching those fights because... Yeah. Um, oh, what was the name of the chick? Um, I don't I don't think that they said it in the episode, but in the um, graphic novel they mentioned it, but the chick with the hair blade. Bro, that fight. Yeah, she got the dirty. Yup, and he had her dead to rights, and he let her just... <laughs> You let her live. Yeah. Mark's not used to fighting Viltrumites. He's used to no. fighting Earthlings, right? Where it's like, oh, it's dire consequences. Like, yo, Mark, you're in outer space, bro. Like, where the cops at, Mark? Where's C-Slap, Mark? Like, yo, there is no Mark, these niggas, move on, bro. Save yourself. Yeah. Like, like the only way to subdue a Viltrumite is to literally break their bodies, mm-hmm. which they will do. You know what I mean? They have no problems with, uh, clearly, with looking at how they dealt with Nolan. They were like, nah, nah, we just need you alive, so just break his back, my yep. It's like, yo, Luca came through with the double, and then just immediately clapped. We're good. <laughs> which was, so, uh, yeah, that was that was a great scene. Um, But, yeah, dude, when he cracked Homeboy's skull open, I was like, yo. These animators are no joke. And then, of course, Nolan de-jawing homegirl. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah. what a brutal when way. When Nolan was like, now do you regret messing with my family? I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. I know, yeah, he was mid-glow, too. He's like, hold on, hold on, let me go deal with this other bitch. Yo, shit, this nigga Nolan. Yeah, he, he was... He was Talk he your was shit, my nigga. Talk your shit. And I, and I think that that's, you know, something that, that Nolan has to battle with within himself is because I think he does kind of love to fight. Like he, like he's in his, he's in his moment when he's in that the thick of that yeah, battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so he's got to de- deal with some of that bloodlust. Because even though I mean, he's fighting Veltrumites. There's no, as I was saying before, there's no subduing them without breaking their body, and that is what it is. You know. But yeah, so they got they got Nolan, they arrested him. You know, um, and then he told Mark to go read his uh, read, read my, my books. book, nigga. Yeah, which um. You know, uh, bro, I ain't got time for this shit right now. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. At least he he left him some breadcrumbs, which city. I wish he would have found a more direct way to do that. I don't want to have to read a novelization of this shit and figure out what to do with it. But nah, yeah, he goes. It's gonna there's gonna be a ton of ex- exposition behind that. So definitely looking forward seeing where um where this goes because I'm wondering what they're going to do with Mark's brother. Because he survived. He's still on the planet, I believe. No? Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, most likely they're just going to follow the path in the comics. That's what I assumed they were going to do. And well, then- ugh, if they do... I felt like they were trying to speed it up. Because, like, if they follow the comics, then there's going to be, like, a, a significant amount of time where Mark's away rebuilding Thyraxia um, and doing that stuff. So, we'll see. You know, I don't know... I'm sure they'll find something interesting to do with that. Either that or, you know, he'll just... It looked like they decimated the planet for the most part, so it might just be it was his brother and, and 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 his um father's wife left, so you might just take them and go, because, uh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that episode. Tons of interesting um character growth. Um, Debbie, <laughs> Debbie's mad. See... I think she should have kept the money. Yeah, you know I mean, like the money from Nolan's books goes to his family. You don't owe Cecil nothing because you're, you know what I mean, getting the money off the publications of your ex-husband. That, that seems to be the law. Yeah, you know I mean, like ain't nobody doing you no favors. 
Nah, I, I can understand what Debbie is probably yeah. like. A, she wants a clean break from all that shit. You know what I mean? It's probably and it's probably doesn't doesn't help to see that you know that check when it shows up. Like, mm-hmm. God damn it, I'm still I'm, I'm profiting off of this fucker who just almost killed and massacred so many people who lied to me. And they um they did you know kind of accentuate how in the end she loved some of the lifestyle that Nolan was giving her, but in the end she really ended up raising Mark by herself. You know, it was it was a lonely Feel thing. Me. Like those feelings, they're so deeply embedded, and it's just like how, why, <clears throat> and then of course, and you know that going back to an earlier point she made about Nolan and Debbie's paths being very parallel. Um, same thing that 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 Nolan is fighting with is like, why the fuck do I care about these insignificant creatures? <laughs> why, 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 why? Even they, the, they, they get less and less significant, and I feel more deeply attached it's like, Yo, to this. This is what weird the pain fuck? in my chest and my eye would stop sweating. What the fuck is going on, bro? Because it's like, yeah, you know, he he fell in love with the human, and then you know. These were supposed, and even humans were supposed to be considered inferior to Viltrumites. And so he breaks his, he uh, he leaves his post, encounters these even shorter lived creatures that look like insects, which we would indicate even less significance, which I don't, you know, I mean, that's very speciesist to think. But nonetheless, that's, you know, he's a Viltrumite. And he's still getting these deep attachments. Yeah. I mean, and he's like fighting it. And then also, this nigga has some serious domestic abuse issues because the first thing he did is go to choke Mark out. I'm like, nigga, stop. <laughs> what? Why? Yo, he's Mike Epps from It Too Deep, bro. That's the thing Yo. with going undercover. It's like you uh, you really need an external handler when you're oh, going absolutely. undercover because you will lose yourself. And you that's why that's why he's like, why does this hurt? Because he doesn't he doesn't know the point at which the old him and the new him started to like become different people. Yeah, yeah, because the 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 fiction he had created it became his real life. Yep, and mm-hmm. and that is it, it's a fundamental part of human psychology to do that. The fake it till you make it thing is a description of just how. You develop, you know what I mean? Like, you're never something before you become that thing. It's a shorthand for your neuroplasticity. Yeah, you know, it's, and so, I guess it's just the Viltrumite dogma never even let them acknowledge that, that their brains work that similarly. It's just, it's neurochemistry. That's how psychologies work. It doesn't matter whether you're Viltrumite, human, or Thyraxian. If you have a brain that functions on that high level, you're going to be susceptible to emotions. And you can evade them all you want. <laughs> you can evade them for thousands of years and beat and destroy every human or or Viltrumite with emotions and just kill kill it and it'll still be there because it's a fundamental function of the brain. It's not, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think that that's interesting that we're seeing it on two very drastic levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do love that about Invincible. It's like, it's very relatable for something that's taking place with supermen flying through space you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah definitely um invincible uh, episode four kept the kept it up kept up kept up the quality to say the least yeah and, and i like the um i really like the 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 little section with the ballers 
and un- oh, yes, un- yes, why yes. they need to, to be unrecognizable because anytime one is clearly recognized it creates oh, this power imbalance I, and and i had totally forgotten that that's what they said in the very beginning yep. he said it's like it, nothing we identical because whenever someone figures out who the original is it yeah. never ends well and it's, like, it's like oh, um okay. It's like how in sitcoms, like they always got to reset to zero at the end of the episode. Even if someone wins the lottery in the middle of the show, (laughs) by the end of the show, all that money will gone some way, somehow will be gone. And it's the same way with this one. It's like, yo, we got to reset back to zero because it would only cause problems if we escalate, if we continue to progress. And yeah, yeah, just such an asshole, bro. Like (laughs) we are our own checks and balances. There, There was literally no reason he couldn't just you know what i mean show some self-control but instead he's like nah nigga king shit (laughs) he just completely went what completely went to his head bro how long was he alive for like he was in this universe for what five days (laughs) and this man has already got a a a a king complex like what the heck but yeah uh mahler is hilarious of course which had uh ended up with now the clone becoming the original which I can only imagine it's probably happened hundreds Hun- of fucking times. Probably, bro. This is probably not the first time the clone has killed one to Hell make a to exact clone of himself to restart the original clone uh, uh, duality. Because it has, they, yeah. The real question is, is why is he so codependent on himself? Why does he need the clone? They clearly have his, a desire to be superior. I think it's his narcissism is that he <laughs> he can't do any of these things by himself. And he could never work with anyone but himself. And so... There's always another Mauler because he always needs another set of hands to build, build his shit with, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man, that's that is a that is a pretty next level uh, uh, amount of of narcissism to have. I mean, they have a system that works for them, you know what I mean? Yeah, and not for nothing, there's a reason why there's rules. <laughs> the immediate consequences for breaking the fucking rules. That's that's one thing that uh, I think is the theme of of all that runs throughout all of these Invincible episodes. Is that you can break the rules. Yeah. The rules are made to be broken. There is immediate consequences for breaking the rules so, in this uh, world. There's a hammer. Whether it's Omni-Man leaving his post, whether it's uh, Debbie breaking the support group rules, or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's consequences to breaking the rules, period. But, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, the Mauler had to find out why, you know, why that rule is in place. <laughs> Which don't sometimes matter if things are the way they are for a fucking reason. And also, now that I realize that it, the original clone thing is actually probably interchangeable because mm-hmm. they're all always clones. It's just yep. who came first, which is like wh- who's the older clone? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, which is a I think a difference without a dif- distinction. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see where Mauler's um. Uh, endeavors take him because what I don't do does I don't think I've ever actually encountered what Mauler's actual end game is other than like I want to rule the world. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it might have something to do with um, um, Brain Boy in this particular moment because the whole the only reason why he was scarred and they lost all the other ones. Yeah, because they were betrayed by um by by Hank Brain Shum. Buddy in the beginning. Yeah, Hankstrom. Well, yeah, yeah, um, but I'm saying, like, oh, I guess, well, this universe is smaller. We, I mean, know. that's the ones we're talking about, right? 
Oh, okay. So I mean, technically, all the universes Maulers were betrayed by uh, right, uh, Angstrom. Yes, yes. Indeed. We just happened to be following these particular ones. Yes, and and these the one that had gotten scarred up was the original Mauler from this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what I wasn't sure about. I was like, when all those Maulers dropped in from the portals, I was like, which Maulers? Which Maulers ours? Which one's which? Because <laughs> I mean, all the ones that like popped them. in were like alternate versions, right? The Maulers yeah, looked like variants. bruisers, but the other ones were like women or. You know, they were they they were noticeably different from the originals. Yeah, so um oh yeah, and one of the things that um I saw pointed out in one of the of the breakdowns that I was watching is that um Mark's brother and Eve are the two things in this universe that make this the main continuity of Invincible. Because in all other universes, it's either Mark kills omni-man or omni-man kills mark there, there there's not a in every other variance of the universe he's either good or he's evil he's never like actually stuck around and resolved the problems that were started you know what i mean and so yeah uh it'll be interesting to see where, where they take the oliver arc and how um or mark's brothers arc and um the maulers as well but yeah um, moving on from that, I don't think there's anything else too new um, to be looking forward to right now. I know it's the end of the year stuff. Um, dang, you know, I never did get to see uh, what was it, the creator? Did you ever what, get to get to watch that? No, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that that's one that I I do hope to catch um, sooner than later, and and the Marvels as well. But yeah, <clears throat> that'll be uh, hopefully this this month on the on the docket for movies. But yeah, other than that, I did I did catch the uh, <laughs> the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I saw it uh, as we were scrolling through the the channels, because um, Carolina had gotten uh, an Airbnb and we were out hanging out. Man, them niggas fucked up Luffy's hat, bro. <laughs> yes, the One Piece float. Um, or you know, it's in New York, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe maybe he was just. Doing it like New York, and he was wearing a bucket hat instead. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was intentional. Yeah, or I don't know. Maybe the maybe the uh, engineering behind making the float accurate was a little bit uh, unwieldy at the time. But yeah, man, you know, shout a out goddamn to- straw hat in twenty twenty four. Fuck out of life. I don't believe that shit. Uh, no, I mean it's not a regular plastic. straw hat. This is a. This I is feel a, you, but I you don't know, think that's the most complicated float. float that's up there. You feel me? Like Luffy yeah, no. is very simply designed. Yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't say he's. I've a, seen a, much more complex looking things. If they can pull that shit off, they can do this one. I mean, it's all good. You know, just just a little friendly ribbing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, I I only saw that one in still images because I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I just uh, I did catch the. The uh, Native American float, they were busting out the Palestinian flag, and they kept trying to cut the camera away, and my man was <laughs> ill with it, catching it at all the angles. They couldn't get it. So they had to cut away from the float altogether, and it fucked up their whole uh, their timing. Because, you know, they, they got to catch the Owned. in sequence. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's that that that's some good family fun right there. Uh, but, yeah, no, shout out to, to the Native American tribes in New York showing solidarity, yo, because... You know, if there's anyone who's been the subject of colonialism, I definitely say the Native Americans know a little bit about that. So yeah, you know that that was that was a an interesting one I had caught. But yeah, you know, I just want to probably catch up on uh, the news topics from the week that had been 
I had been obfuscating in lieu of talking about more entertaining stuff last episode. So let's go ahead and jump into some of those topics and get them out the way. Um, we did see uh, the downfall of yet another cryptocurrency uh, exchange in Binance. And it's 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 really telling because it's not like, oh, yeah, no, these are just the mid-level to low-level fraudsters that are getting caught up, you know what I mean, after years of success running under the system. Like, no, bro, this was, Binance was the biggest cryptocurrency exchange right under uh, uh, um, the one that just went under, um, that Sam Bankman-Fried was, was running. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the biggest one, fraud. The second biggest one, fraud. It's like, I don't know how many of the top ones do we have to realize before we realize, like, oh, the entire industry was actually established off of fraudulent exchanges. Like, what are you, like, you know what I mean? Hey, man. Most people saw that before long, but most people saw that at the announcement. You know what I mean? People who, yes. People who don't believe it or people who didn't want to believe it because they saw an opportunity to make some money you feel me yeah and and there, I, there are a bunch of dj envies with everybody around to be like it's a scam nigga nah bro i can make this work and it's because it's they, the future they they parlayed the the lack of understanding between the difference between like currency exchange and private investment like yes cryptocurrencies are real and Bitcoins do have value, but none of that value is in the private exchange. It's a currency. And it's a currency that unless you can spend it in hand in your society, like openly, it doesn't really have any value to you. You know what I mean? It's like, what is the value of a, of a, of a British pound when you live in America? It's like, it could be worth whatever you say it is. It doesn't matter. I can't use it. Because I am in, interfacing with it on the private investment level. Now, it, the value of Bitcoin is, it, is as a currency and is used as a store of value for large, you know what I mean, entities like federal reserves and things of that nature and, and central banks. The fact that people just couldn't get their head around like, yeah, no, Bitcoins can be real. It doesn't mean that I have access to it as a store of fucking value, though. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, where were people, I just didn't understand how people were making that logical leap that, like, oh, there's this currency that I don't actually personally use. Like, even when you do uh, stock exchanges, you're you're exchanging in dollars for the most part. So at least you can see the value, like, the, the mental plasticity it takes to just think that Bitcoins are a thing that can automatically be, be interfaced with as a like a value for the average person like what y'all are crazy bro but you know i think people as i said are they're very soft in america this to the scam economy you know what i mean it's all around them and at the highest levels you know so it, i guess they feel like well then aren't i supposed to interface with it and it's like yeah but you're the food the thing about a scam economy is is that it's pretty much just two-tier it's just the scammers and the people who are waiting to get scammed you know what I mean? And it's in the scammer's best interest from the people to think that they have a chance at getting in on the scam. You know, it's in their best interest for you to think that, you know, especially if their scam is in the shape of a pyramid. <laughs> it's one of them things, you know what I mean? Like, I'd figure that 
because it's been so prevalent in the society, because, like, it's been prevalent since, like, the early 2000s, I think, like, where it's straight, straight up scam economy. You know what I mean? I think we're about almost 20 going into our third decade of straight up scam economy. And I figured people would be getting better at it. Not better at the scamming, but better at interfacing with it. But they're really not. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately, that's like another part of um, human psychology, right? The more you try to warn people away from things, the more appealing that thing becomes. And the more it seems like you're being an obstruction. So it is one of those things where, like, you really just got to put the information down and leave people because the more you try to force people to, to like, accept the information is real is the more that they're going to just be obstinate about it. Like, they just stop listening to a point. I find that <clears throat> because the environment isn't lethal, <clears throat> there's no direct consequences for bad, for for mistakes. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to say, like, bad actions or anything like that, but, like, if you make a mistake, there's not always, a, and, and in parts of society where there are, you see a, a noted difference in, in behavior, but, like, it's difficult to convince someone where the threat is if they just don't encounter threats in their environment. You know what I mean? Whether that threat comes from, you know, violence or scams, you know, those are both threats to your ability to, to maintain yourself. You know what I mean? So you got to encounter them. And people, you can't convince people where the threats are if they don't already identify these things as threats. And that's where they, man, they get sucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the threat awareness is so low. Yeah, just it gotta, is so low. <laughs> they just gotta oh. learn. Some people, unfortunately, have no choice but to learn the hard way. They just built that way. I just don't understand. Like, even Drake said, "Yo, act like you got enemies." You know what I mean? Like, you have to at least behave as if you have enemies. You know what I mean? Like, even if you don't know where they are, act like it because you're gonna get blindsided otherwise. You know what I mean? And it might seem like a very paranoid way to live, but it's like, nah, just take responsibility for your own safety. You know yeah, what I mean? mean no, like, it's always. just like I always say, vigilance is its own reward. It is, you know what exactly. Mean? Vigilance, vigilance is, is yeah. its own reward. Hey, you ain't got to look both ways before you cross the street. Nope. You feel me? You ain't got to. It, it, it's, it's, it is absolutely pertinent that, like, but it's vigilance to is to your reward, benefit you know? to do it every... That... Five seconds it takes you to look both ways will can save you quite a bit. It can also be a complete and total waste of time. It's yeah. really your choice every single time you approach a street. You feel me? And unfortunately, yeah. some people just, like you said, some people just act like they ain't got enemies, so they're just going to, hey, Nick, they go stop for me and just walk out into the street. Oh, my anyway. God. I've, I've, literally <laughs> seen, I've literally seen, seen, people, seen people do that shit, bro. I've literally seen people do that shit, and I'm like, but they don't have to, though, no, yeah, dog. See, I, I haven't lived that life, so I can't take them kind of risks. Oh, you feel my me? goodness. And I've been derided for, like, not crossing. Like, no, nigga, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, nah, by all means, make fun of me. I will gladly stand here safe as fuck and listen to them jokes. Gladly. Rather than fucking fall for goading and run into the street and get clapped by a fucking car. And, but as I said, man, it, the environment's too sterile, man, because a nigga... A nigga got to get hit by a car before he stop, and it's just like, <sighs> just going to turn somebody into a murderer it, just to learn a lesson, aren't it you? It is what it is. <laughs> just don't be that nigga. You feel yeah, me? That's all I can me. say. Couldn't be me. As I said, mm -hmm. some people unfortunately can't learn before they experience the pain. I am very glad I'm not one of them people. For real, though. But, um, yeah, man. Fucking... 
all of that's to say these cryptocurrency exchanges have been falling from the top. It, and and I and I point that out in particular because I I want people to be very aware. Like this is not like pointing out an industry that has like a very you know functioning um upper level and maybe fraud or corruption has instituted into some of the uh the street level uh um distribution or or access points of an industry and so there needs to be some form of regulation to clean it up or something like that that's not what's happening here you know what i mean like institutions can be saved in that in that in that space this is at the top the biggest actors in the industry are performing malfeasantly that is that we have to become more okay with certain types of things disappearing like the i like at some point they're going to start to regulate airbnbs properly or they're going to start regulating gig economy properly and we really should be okay with it not existing anymore the jobs are are as bad as the jobs that we're protesting now. So why we would allow them to create another economy like that is silly under the idea that it's empowering the drivers or it's empowering the individual somehow. It is not. We've learned it's not. The companies are doing everything in their power to 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 exploit those those workers in the worst possible way. And the more that we give them money, they will lobby to change the regulations and laws to be more in their favor so we understand this is not this is not a structure we should be recreating and we have to be okay with certain things disappearing in this case we got to be okay with the idea that maybe the whole cryptocurrency thing wasn't instituted properly and we shouldn't be encouraging individuals to partake in this market and you have to be okay with things like robin hood and these instant you know buy cryptocurrency apps so those things might go away and we should be okay with that you know what i mean and and that can go into other areas that we've realized are being run terribly such as uh, uh private internet providers isps Maybe that's something that we should see go away and not become a utility. Because the power company, for whatever complaints people can have, is handled better, I would say, than my... You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to put everything in federal... But, you know, we have to be okay with some of these things changing is all I'm saying. And that's just an idea, not to say that that's the only way for those things to change. But we, when the institutions are crumbling at the top, that's the indicator. That's the red flag. You know what I mean? Where we need to start saying like, okay, that's probably not even anything. If we're ever going to indulge in like that kind of, let's say, cryptocurrency exchange, we have to rebuild it differently. We shouldn't build it so that it can create these kind of issues where at the top the fraud is coming from. The very top. Which, once again, I mean... I don't think it would take a rocket scientist to realize, like, oh, here's the first idea is um, make sure these CEOs come from the fucking field that they're, you know what I mean? Sam Bankman-Fried had nothing to do with finance. He was a crypto bro. He was a tech guy. 
He wasn't actually that great in finance. But yet he was the head of a tr- uh, several billion dollar cryptocurrency exchange. Like, maybe if you just have some kind of skill requirement in these CEOs, that could go a long way to making sure that they're not just committing outright fraud because they don't even know what the rules are. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the first step in the right direction, though. And so, you know, like, that's all to say, should we even be considering saving these industries? You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Binance goes bye-bye. Fucking another one bites the dust in the world of ever-shrinking cryptocurrency exchanges. Um, you know, something else that's been really um, big in world news, but you don't see at all whatsoever in the American news anymore, at least. Not since, like, April. But um, that's like the that's the war in Sudan, <clears throat> and the issue with with that I that I particularly have with talking about the, the war in Sudan is that there is there's no media to triangulate off of. Like obviously, I'm hugely critical of media reporting, mainstream media reporting, and otherwise in reference to most political and sociological events that happen. You got to be critical because it's produced. You know what I mean? It's going to have someone's agenda behind it, and you should be aware of that so that you can triangulate your understanding of the information being presented to you. And typically what I do is, since you have an unreliable narrator in the media, but the you know there is some basis in the things that they say, they do relate back to reality to some degree. I try to use maybe historical reference, just some form of context that is also verifiable by an maybe a non, uh, uh, well, I don't think there's any entity that's nonpartisan, but you know, information from entities that aren't directly uh, invested in whatever this particular uh, uh, um, recent event or current event is. And you triangulate your, or I triangulate my opinion based off of that context and the media representation. You know what I mean? Because you can't take the media representation at face value. And my problem when it comes to the war in Sudan is that I'm missing a leg of that triangulation. So I try not to to speak too broadly about it because I know that the things I would say are far more supposition than I would like them to be. You know what I mean? Like... At very least, when I speak, when I choose to speak on certain things, it's because I have a histor- a knowledge of the historical references that I can at least say, well, this is where I'm coming from. It's not just out of thin air. I don't have anything but a historical reference to what's going on in Sudan. And so I, tr- I, I, I don't have anything else I can add to it other than like what the history of it is. So there's not much fruit there. But that's not to say that it doesn't at least deserve to be kept in mind because the destabilization of Sudan is, from my understanding of the historical context, been a byproduct of Saudi Arabia looking to control the opposite end of um, the body of water because Sudan sits uh, opposite of Saudi Arabia. Um, I can't remember what the name of the sea is right there. Um, it might be the Arabian Sea, but um, and so 
uh, trade for uh, Saudi Arabia would go a lot easier if they controlled both banks. And so, unfortunately, rather than support positive relations with the Sudanese government, they have chosen to just keep the country destabilized so that they can slowly work their way into taking over regions. That's just my understanding of it. I don't know if that's a narrative built up through Western history uh, 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 media, but, you know, the result is, is that in April of this year, there was the most, the, the worst outbreak of violence in the Civil War um, to recent date. And, and the reason why I bring it into context with, with some of the foreign uh, affairs that are happening right now is because more people have died in Sudan than in all of the other conflicts put together. Ukraine conflict, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, um, Gaza or, or the Palestine-Israel conflict. More people have died in Sudan than all of those put together. It is a bloody, bloody conflict. And it's, it's even worse because it's on the back of so many years of destabilization that there is not a particularly well-organized young generation that went through any kind of education that can coalesce around a, uh, a philosophical ideal, you know what I mean, that supports governance. You know, that doesn't exist in Sudan. There is no younger generation to look forward to anymore because of how long the government's de been destabilized. Which is really bad because that means that usually all you will get is, is uh, military leaders to fill that vacuum. And military leaders are very susceptible to outside influence and control from... NGOs, just various other governments. And so it looks like that has been the long play for whatever the overall, uh, whatever power it is that is, you know, trying. Because the thing is that in this civil war, it's ju it just looks like civilians fighting civilians. Like it doesn't, like there's a military um, powers organizing both sides. But in, I, I, from what I understand, what I've seen, I haven't seen any political declarations like it's not like we're like you know one side is saying well we want to be in a republic and the other side is saying we want a democracy or any other kind of political dichotomy they're just saying now we're going to take the other side out and that's that's a really fraught stance to have when governments is governance is the long should be the long-term goal of a military coup at some point and so that vacuum is going to leave open a lot and so that's all I really understand, which is not much about that situation. And so that's why I don't speak deeply about it. But it is something that we should be paying attention to because, first of all, if, if, if outrage and, 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 and our attention is being paid towards where the most amount of suffering is happening, you know, I would say we're incumbent at least to, to understand what's going on there. Um, but that's also not to say that it's a pretty grave injustice that whatever non-governmental organizations are on the ground because it's not like sudan exists in a in a vacuum it's a lot of other countries who have vested interests going on there and whatever powers are on the ground there they they've just been fomenting 
you know what I mean, uh, um, civil distress. And so, you know, there's there needs to be a, a much a much closer eye paid to what's going on there because it, it could result it could result in in a puppet state created there that puts um that well the big problem is is that it'll cr- increase oil expansion and it will just delay further or move away from this oil based economy that you know is is definitely aiding you know this uh issues that we're having in in climate and so forth but <clears throat> that is to say you know that that's the long-term health of the planet which no one definitely cares about so hopefully we could get people to care about it in terms of let's try to at least ease the killing that's going on in that area because there it doesn't seem to be it its only goal seems to be to perpetuate itself as a war zone and you know i've i've been spoke, talking about this all year it feels like that's been the theme of a, of a, a lot of what's going on is like we need to stop allowing these perpetual perpetual war zones to be created in our in in our state name you know what i mean like america is is creating a very i think dark section of its own history by by moving into this permanent wartime support you know? Every section of American history is dark. It is. It's like it's like every time they move from, and it's not just the point about how black people built America. <laughs> it's like every time they they try to move past one of these the, these terrible sections of their history, they move right into another one. It's like, yeah. geez, guys. Because ultimately, their goals don't change, so they miss yeah. the point every single time, and just <laughs> do they do the same. It's like it's like play with sub D D players. They just they just. Asked to do the exact same thing, but in like six different, different ways. ways. Because they've oh. ultimately they're still asking to do the same thing that at the top of the the thing you said you couldn't do. But what if I just like what 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 if what if you're not completely new? What if it's like three fifths of the man? Exactly, is that okay? The definition of not getting the point. The point just flying clear over it, and 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 that's the problem with like. Just saying, okay, I recognize something went wrong there, and then just moving past it and never actually addressing what went wrong there, though. <laughs> Don't worry, I saw it. It's cool. It's like, like oh yeah, I, yeah, I no. saw it. I, I noticed it. So like, went oh, wrong. slavery, yeah, yeah something it. went wrong there. Yeah, what but went what wrong exactly there, though? though? <laughs> Fucking a man. What was the point? Do you think that was the rug point? It ended. I mean, oh no, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, you know, so that. Uh, uh, America, of course, never learning its lessons, is entering into the industrial war black era, and that that one's gonna be, ah, man, it's it, in terms of loss of life, I think it will probably be able to undo the vast majority of progress when it comes to like, yeah, in like the past fifteen hundred years people have been dying less you know the population of the earth has been growing i i think that they are very very quickly like after you look at covid and then you look at uh and you look at uh uh deaths by war and then just the natural deaths of people and then deaths by famine i think we're going to start seeing a, and what scares the fuck out of me is that we're going to see a reversal of the earth's population going up and while I would love to see more of maybe a stabilization, I think that the gl- the goal of some people is to get that reversal. And then think 
that those people are at very high levels of corporations and governance and we're just sitting here watching and letting them do it and it's like that's 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 a tough one you know because uh goals like that and and operations like that you never know when you're on the chopping block you know and then and there's no reason for us to and I know, and I think that the problem is that it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their mind around the idea that, like, there might be a person in government who's making decisions and surpassing a lot of the checks and balances and all of these things, which we know don't exist anymore, to enact an idea that is genocidal. It's hard for people to wrap their head around it. But I think at this point, given the Israeli propaganda in- engine taking their mask completely off like scorpion about to fucking burn you with hellfire dude there are people who believe in genocide in governments and they will utilize militaries and propaganda to convince as many other people as they can to commit genocide with them that exists that's not the Israeli government has literally gone on record saying we will wipe out every single Palestinian, which is clearly not in line with the goal of rooting out Hamas. Like those, you can't unilaterally just say that about somebody or a group, whether you're a government or not. That's it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. Like, oh no, that's that's a bridge too far. You know, we're not living in monarchical times. You know, we cannot, we shouldn't be just accept. Like, it's hard for people to wrap their head around that shit, you know? And 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 I also think that a lot of people don't take seriously the lack of checks and balances that happen in our government um, because they see so many checks and balances on their own lives. You know what I mean? They do run into, like you know, difficulties uh, doing things, restrictions on their lives that they think like, oh, yeah, these apply to everybody, right? And it's like, oh, sweet child. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. And that is the that is how disparate ad, uh, advantage occurs in society. And it's not just randomly distributed who is put under the, the, the yoke or burden of, you know what I mean, regulation and stuff like that. And so... When you realize that there are people who can circumvent those checks and balances to get their crazy ideas enacted, then, you know, it doesn't seem so crazy that maybe we should kind of rein that shit in and have, you know, a little bit more active of a role in what little guardrails we can put up, you know? And that's the crazy part is, is like, most of the disenfranchisement that happens to the average American is purely psychological. Shit blows my mind. A lie, you know, and 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 that's why that's that's why when people say you know they attack the vote because it's it's dangerous. It's like, oh no, it is. It is the psychological part about it is is not organizing your vote with other people to actually have an impact. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like they realize like you you can't disenfranchise too many people's votes directly without like the system losing all all faith you know what i mean but if you could just get people to run around and do random shit that's just that's as good as taking away their vote you know what i mean if you can get them all to just do random shit 
you'll be able to to control a large enough portion of them to actually, you know what I mean, get your get what you want passed through a vote while everyone else is like being a hyper individualist, you know? Like it's it's so crazy how we have this society who where we talk about like, you know, democracy and things like that and we don't promote any societal values of cohesion outside of like nationalism, patriotism. Like holy shit, guys. America has really kind of given up the I shouldn't say they've given up developing their own culture. It's just the the avenues they've chosen to develop their culture in, they're not productive. Like they're all entertainment. Like American culture is so so geared towards entertainment. It's crazy, you know? But anyway, that's that that that's all to say. You know, we should we we can pay attention to some things. I've gotten pretty far off of the original topic, but um I don't speak too much on what's going on in um Sudan for the main reason is that I can't triangulate valid opinions when I only have, you know, a written historical reference that isn't even written by the people who are you know what I mean? Like Anything I know historically of Sudan came from Western powers that colonized them. I really dislike using that as my only point of reference for judgment on 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 other other cultures. You know what I mean? It feels like there's going to be a lot lacking there. So yeah, that's to say, we could do what we can here to try to remove the war footing. You know, as as much as people, you know, believe that there is no, there's no ability to influence the american government at very least let you know what i mean don't be complicit yes you might not be able to fix anything but being complicit in it is its own damnation you know it's its own consequence and so yeah that, that that's that's all i got on 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 sudan but you know, we're going to wrap up on on something that I saw, which is really interesting, speaking about what we can, what people can do to get their governments to to actually move on things. And that is, um, I talk about the BRICS nations a lot, which um, is Brazil, um, South Africa, China, India, and Russia. It's an economic block, you know, trading partners. Um, I like how you... I like how it's an acronym for all of those things and you completely ignore the acronym. Oh, the order of the letters? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, because it is. I should just learn them in order, but I it's only because I know them That's of their situations. But no, it's about to get real big because that acronym is if they if they just start adding on uh, the letters, it's about to get real dicey because they got real big. Um, they added Egypt, Ethiopia, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, Iran, and all of them have called for a ceasefire in what's going on in um, Palestine right now. And now, of course, not, those are not all democratic nations. But those are—I'm I, pretty sure all those governments are choosing to take that stance, not because it's in their government's best interest to take that stance. It's because the people in those governments have represented that they will make it, you know, very much worse for them if they choose not to 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 listen to them on this. You know, I, I'm pretty sure it's in every government's best interest to either side with Israel or just shut up. 
And so when you see these these countries unifying under the BRICS umbrella, when you see Bolivia cutting off diplomatic ties, when you see um Ireland spitting fire, you know what I mean? Talking about, like, yo, 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 we need to bring them to the International uh, Criminal Court, which we all know is a fucking farce. Yeah, that's, that's a joke. That ain't never going to happen. None of those guys will ever see uh, that because, and, it, and it's because of America. But when, you know, you have nations speaking out like that, it's because they're people. It's definitely not because those, those, those governments want that smoke. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, you know, the BRICS, and, and then furthermore, just looking at the way this is set up, the BRICS economic block just got a lot stronger. A lot stronger. And moreover, they're taking a direct oppositional stance to something that America has absolutely put their foot down on. And when I say America, I mean the American government, because clearly it's so universal across Republicans and Democrats that it's unfathomable that they can come together on, like, wanting a ceasefire in, in, in Palestine. You know what I mean? Which is unprecedented because we know the war footing of the average American. The war footing of the average American is, is is very high. Like, they still have stomach for Ukraine somehow. You know what I mean? Like, for the vast majority of people to be against it, nonetheless, our government, which I'll refer to as America henceforth, has made it very staunchly... Uh, 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 open that they are not going to stop backing Israel, which is in direct opposition to the growing second largest economic bloc in the world. Not to mention, a lot of it's fracturing the EU right now. The EU is split between supporting Israel on this. And so, you know, it scares me. It does. Because this, this, this I mean, this, this is how world wars start off of military economic alliances that have to be honored. You know what I mean? How long can America fund a war against Russia when the UAE, United Arab Emirates, and Saudi Arabia Arabia are increasing trade ties with them? You know what I mean? Yeah, we might get 40-plus percent of our, our oil not from those two sources, but 40 per, you know what i mean they still control a huge portion of our uh, uh uh of the oil that is used in the american economy on a regular basis you know like they cut that out and then what, what do you think america's going to sit on their laurels and just let that happen not when the oil lobbyists are sitting in the fucking you know what i mean like hello wasn't rumsfeld a, a former oil exec or, or or not Rumsfeld? Didn't Exxon Mobil have a guy in the last administration? Like you know, when when we know that the government is hiring out of oil companies and all this stuff, we can't truly expect for their interests not to be heavily represented. You know what I mean? And this is what I'm saying when when I'm like, yo, man, we it's dangerous times, you know. And a lot of and and I think that that's part of one of the the. The, the negative ramifications of the entertainment-based culture in America that ain't nobody got no time to care about what their politicians are doing. Bitch, Squid Game's challenge just came out. Which, by the way, that show's a fucking... It's, 
<laughs> like those shows, those reality shows, they're usually like a bunch of like really annoying characters and then like one character that's designed to be the hero. Every one of those fucking characters. I just want to, <laughs> it makes me want to wish it was the real Squid Games. Every single one of them. I mean, it's the worst. And they're all so tropey. Like, God, it's the worst. And, like, the amount of times that they're crying when people get... <laughs> it's just like, yo, my... It's just... Anyway, sorry. The point at hand is, is that uh, we, we, we got to take seriously, like, the state of the world that we're in and not get so engrossed in the entertainment culture because the entertainment is amazing. Video, yo, some, yo, these games is is fire, cuz. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much quality things that can take us our attention away from it. We we do, you know, we, we got to create a culture where people go a, at least a little bit out of their way to 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 get involved with it because the complete and utter retraction from from any kind of social civic life at all, like. I would say probably 30% of Americans are responsible for 100% of civic engagement. It's a, it, it really is. The American society is completely detached from civic engagement. And, you know, and it creates a detachment between them and their, the, the public workers who do reproduce their lives every day that they don't directly see because they're, they're handling and, and making the wheels turn. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's it, it's a it's a shitty way to be, you know. Um, but it's definitely a society of its own. Make it's like people real. We chose this, you know. Or when I say we, it's the collective conscious. Like the vast majority of people chose for it to be this way, you know. So we can't take that for granted. That if you choose to live in any kind of society that takes people's opinions into 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 mind, and you do so in a democratic way, it's not impossible or difficult or even a historical that people will by and large choose the worst path for themselves forward after time like you give people the opportunity to choose the wrong path enough they'll eventually choose a bad one and the problem is is that the the wrong path is so much more impactful than the good path like you choose the wrong path one time and it could lead to nuclear war when it comes to these kind of decisions you know and so, yeah, it really sucks that we've gotten to the place in this country where civic engagement is the cultural or civic disengagement is the cultural norm, where they tell you don't talk about these things in your private settings at work or in, in your large family settings. Don't talk about it. It's not it's too serious. It's like, you know, I hear you. And I guess not every setting like that needs to be that way. But if we obfuscate it all together we're here. We're here. You know what I mean? Half the country voted a fucking reality TV star to be president. You know what I mean? And didn't realize that the danger in that isn't what the fuck he's going to do. It's in the, the cabinet of people around him that will run roughshod over the regulations that are designed to keep this country robust. And you, they're going to keep doing stupid shit like that. And the Democrats are going to keep shitting the bed when it's their job to... And you know what I mean? So we're just going to get a cycle of the people repeatedly choosing these jackass reality TV stars realizing, like, 
they're not the fucking problem. It's the vacuum of power created when you have an, someone with no ideology in the presidency. It creates a vacuum in which people will start to put their ideas into. That's why you need your president to have some ideas and not just be a completely amorphous dickhead. You just want those presidential ideas to not include, like, mass increase in policing <laughs> and unmitigated support of war around the world. Those aren't the ideas you want your president to have, but it seems like those are the only ideas that people are willing to elect into power right now in America, or at least the people who are engaged with the electoral system. And so, yeah, I get it. You know, that's that's why I would, you know, when I tell people, you know, voting is mostly useless, it's only because we're refusing to organize ourselves while we vote. We got to get our footing together, develop whatever we can, you know, in terms of, of uh, a consensus voting block and actually utilize and stop voting as a scattered mass. Because all we're doing is creating metrics for them to talk about you know, yeah, look how many people voted. <sighs> yeah, but <laughs> were they voting effectively? Like, we just have no concept of that in the culture anymore. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, it's just one of those things. Um, we got to definitely pay attention because if, if we're not at least paying attention to, to these things, we're going to be blindsided, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to be surprised when we find out that the BRICS economic bloc has t overtaken NATO in, in, in value, you know? And then all of a sudden, we're going to be seeing our presidents and stuff in wartime posturing with countries that we never thought of as, as, as problematic before. Well, you know, we ha that's why we have to pay attention to these kind of, of issues in foreign politics, but you know, we lack a media that's willing to do their job. I do, I do put most of the responsibility of this on the media because even if they did find some need to make it entertaining, they didn't have to hollow out all informative value from it altogether. They didn't have to do that. That was a choice from on top. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that, it makes it difficult to to care or or even engage with these ideas but it doesn't mean that that unfortunately at some point we have to grow into the adults who partake in in society you know what i mean and and i don't think a lot of americans take seriously like well what what am i going to eventually do to 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 be part of of that you know what i mean like we can't just be passive obser passive observers to society you know, and 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 I think most Americans do end up just falling into that role because it's easier. There's tons of hours to go to work, you know, and there's tons of shit to entertain you when you're not at work, and it's just like ah, you know, I, I guess. And if that's how people, if people find that to be a fulfilling life, don't don't get me wrong, I don't want to shit on that, but that's not going to recruit, you know, that you're going to be subject to a lot of, of ebbs and flows and you might want to be involved with the decision making behind those things. You know, I think that that's a, a type of maturity that doesn't come around a lot in America. You know, like people never grow into caring enough to want to be part of this, you know, the, the, the fiber and the structure of the, and the ones who do end up being assholes. 
I, that, that's something I would love to see some, uh, some, some sociological studies on. It's like, why are so many people drawn that who are drawn to being politicians or at the bureaucratic, bureaucratic level of, um, of governance, they like self-select to be assholes. And it's just like, why? There is some of the most misanthropic people you'll find. That's just positions of power attracts assholes. Yeah. Because assholes are much more motivated to getting into those positions of power. They, they will do whatever it is necessary to acquire the power that they need to accomplish their tasks. Yes, and unfortunately, they, they've dedicated themselves to the tasks of uh, being the best misanthropes they can be. <laughs> because let me tell you, man. Hey, man, there's <laughs> little on this planet more motivating than hate. It, you well, feel me? I've, that is the unfortunate reality of life. I've always believed very, very strongly that hate's the only thing that ever motivates us to change things. Like, you feel me? Love is very complacent because you love things in the way that they are. And when they change, there's a chance they might change into something you don't love anymore. So you want to preserve it. It's a preser- you know, it's a preservation thing. It's not even to be malicious or anything. And so love is, you know, not going to push you to where you want to be. It's hating what's going on right now that's going to get yep. you to very much move your ass to either stop what's happening or change the situation for yourself you know mm-hmm. very true and so unfortunately shitty people are just much more assertive that's all that's that's really typically. the only reason it's it's like it's like the old adage that we used to see a lot growing up it's like oh uh, uh nice guys finish last no it's just that assholes are more willing to hit on 100 girls yep. until one girl they play says the numbers yes game way better <laughs> that's the really the only difference assholes don't care about their failure rate because one success is enough to invalidate all those failures and the reason why they're assholes is because they don't see the damage done to people from their failures. No, 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 no. They do not care. Or there's no way they don't see it. That is literally impossible. Well, I because they get better and better at doing it. Some people learn. I mean, yeah, and so you're an asshole until they learn. That's all I was getting at. But also, there. I also like to acknowledge the assholes that are assholes intentionally. Yes, yes. I do not, because those, I feel like, are the ones that you really have to worry about. Someone who's an asshole accidentally, that's not really a big issue in life because that's something that you can eventually mm-hmm. change. Someone who has chosen to be an asshole because being an asshole gets them the desired results that mm-hmm. they like, walking all over people, bullying you in your way to doing things. I think you cannot disregard. You have to acknowledge those people because... Those people Absolutely. are the super motivated ones. Yes, and you feel me. And and I think that one the of Donald those, Trumps, the 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 motherfuckers who are like, yes. you know what? I'm mad at you for making a joke about me at the expense of all these people here. So I will become president and ruin the country to punish everybody else because of my hurt feelings. And we keep making more and more technology to enable and promote that type of behavior. And that that's like, dang it, man. We are our own worst enemies sometimes because, like, we don't have to make technology and we don't have to organize society to make things like that even easier to do. You know what I mean? Like, like ghosting now is like, yo, being an asshole is there's never been a better time to be an asshole. Like, you could like the, the ability to enact that is so empowered in this society. It's crazy. And so, yes, those people who do that shit intentionally have such an expounding more effect. But yeah, they they definitely ignore the ramifications of how much fallout happens for those 99 failures, you know? And yep. that 
Because ultimately, that shit don't matter. Problematic. That shit doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because you, when you're mo- moving forward and your destination is forward, all the things that happen behind you completely and totally irrelevant. Yeah, and so if you're a shit person, you feel if, me? Yes, if you're, the <laughs> if you're a shit person, and so yeah, you know, the the goal is to to at least do our best not to organize society and and utilize technology to empower that subsection, you know. But, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. As you were saying, like, the, these positions, they self-select for that trait because of how yeah. compelling dis- they, dislike is. They it, empower Hatred themselves. and dislike is so motivating. And oh, so, yeah, yeah, those are the people who get up and get into those positions, which, you know, may- maybe we could we could find a way to, to, to encourage people knowing that the natural propensity is for the most asshole of people to want to get to those positions is to find some counterbalance to that. You know, I'm not even the only sure counterbalance is to raise non shit human beings and raise well, so I'm many, raise so yeah, many me. that they push the <laughs> shitty ones out. That is the only counterbalance because really it's just, it's a, all these things exist and how each individual chooses to process them is honestly based on your upbringing and your brain chemistry. That's really all it is. So it's like whether or not whether or not you think pushing someone down off the slide so that you can slide down on it that that's that's the sort of thing where it's like you're either that person or you're not. You can be taught, "Hey, what you just did is wrong. You hurt that person and you shouldn't do that because you're spreading a negative influence in the world. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That is not something that you're going to be able to sell to every human being. No, because no, no, no. ultimately, they're not the ones that got hurt, and they got the slide after they did that bad thing. They were ah. effectively rewarded for their bad actions. But see, this is what I'm saying. That slide is man-made. So what if there were spikes at the end of the slide that would only go down if it was your turn? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that that's what we should do. But I'm just saying, like, we should, if we're if we're gonna create, you know, you know, these these institutions and so forth, we're we're gonna, at least when it comes to the institution, uh, failure to perform in that institution is should probably come with some form of. You know what I mean? Like, if you choose yeah. to be the public servant, Bro, and that, you choose that, to that is always that is that's not always my living. first fucking response, bro. I'm an adult. I ain't got time to teach adults to do shit that they should already know. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Replace them niggas who are doing their jobs poorly. I'm not here to try to teach them how to do shit. I don't want to. I don't personally care how but, to do we, someone's jobs better the than them. To do that because once you get into those government positions, especially removing them. Let I me mean, look at the George Santoses. That motherfucker has been, uh, he's been trying his hardest to get fired. My man's walking around with babies talking about this about to be my baby. Like, what are you talking about? If that's not your baby, why do you have it? Like, the man is insane. And, and you know, there's no guardrails, you know? And so yep. I think that, I think They've one of the major removed. things we need to do you gotta put them is, back. like, make it easier to get these public officials out the paint when they start fucking up. That's and, and you know what I mean that that's what I mean by put some spikes on the end of the slide you know just so essentially all you're saying there. is like put it back to how it used to be yeah <laughs> because I mean, you know that's how it used to be and politicians knew that understood the losses that they were taking and spent literally thirty years changing America into thirty years or more changing America into the America it is yeah. today 
Yeah, the, it, it's it, really it, about the deregulation that has consistently been a part of our government mm-hmm. and is still happening right now because, as you just mentioned, they literally hire niggas from the companies yeah. that they're supposed to be working against to work in the government. That is the main problem. Yep. So all that's to say, you know, if when we're paying attention, they can't get away with this shit. So it is what it is. We'll go ahead. We'll wrap up on them words there. I hope you guys did enjoy the show. If you did, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on anchor.fm and on patreon.com. You could also find us on social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at home Heron. And you could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico GVO. Now just remember guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.